Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Appreciate for chopper number 13. Now KJ and the gun got a man wide open left side. AJ Green touchdown Arkansas. Green out of the backfield for eight yards. Nobody was near him and the Hawks are on the board. Razorbacks pick it up. They're going to run it into the end zone. If the play stands, it's a touchdown. Jalen Braxton, touchdown Arkansas. Low snap. Fletcher gets it down. Kick is short, but it's still going to be good. Good snap this time. The kick's up. It's got plenty of distance and it's good. Good snap. The hold is down and the kick is good. We are tied at 23. Quinn receivers wide right. Now they send the man in motion that way. Rockets the running back. A.J. fakes it to him. Middle of the field. Goes to the 10. To the 5. Touchdown, Arkansas! Touchdown, Arkansas! The Razorbacks have the lead. They bring backs in motion. A.J. in the gun. Gets the snap. Going to throw off play action. Complete! Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins! Tyrone broke with a catch. The Hawks flood the field. The six-game losing skid is over. The Hawks celebrating Gainesville. First win ever in the swamp. It's going to be a happy flight back to Fayetteville. I want you to learn from this moment right here whenever you get in tough times in life. What you do, you can either... Because there ain't but two types of people. One to quit and one to fight. That's all there is to it. And this, seeing your face, is all the reason we coach. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. Going to have Chris Gordy, Sports Talk 790, joining us here in just a second. We'll talk to him about all the things that happened over the football weekend, college football, as well as the NFL, and moving forward. Because, man, there was a lot of great games. Especially in college football. I know Arkansas has gotten the... A lot of the love today, and rightfully so, but, man, crazy news going on. You had Washington take care of business against USC, 52-42. That led to the firing of Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator. They've been there with Lincoln Riley forever. So he gets canned at a nail-biter with Texas and Kansas State. Alabama beats LSU by two touchdowns. They take care of business. And how about Bedlam, which could be the last Bedlam uh, ever? Probably not. I don't think it is. Let's hope not. But still, Oklahoma State gets the last lap and sends it off, where now OU has lost two straight. So a great game there. Ole Miss survives Texas A&M. And uh, Clemson bounces back against Notre Dame. Gets a victory there. And, uh, yeah, so really good games all from over the weekend. So let's talk more about it as we go to the phone lines and welcome in our guy Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 down there in Houston as well as the Locked On SEC podcast. Gordy, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. It's nice to talk to you after an actual Razorback win this time around, so that way we don't have to do the same long river brawl about how, ah, this team's not very good. They keep finding new ways to lose. It's kind of nice for a change of pace. Yeah, no, it was good to see, and it felt good for, for Sam Pittman. It felt good for KJ Jefferson. It was good to see Rock Sanders back out there. And it, Look, it wasn't pretty, but it was uh, – it, it was so weird, guys. I mean, all you do is you get rid of Dan Eno, suddenly the offense opens up. It starts moving a little bit more. And hey, you know, they, they start running the football. I couldn't believe when I heard the stat. They said it was the first rushing touchdown to an SEC opponent uh, this year. I was like, good God, what has been going on over there? So, uh, yeah, we will chalk it up to uh, behind Chad Morris, maybe the uh, second worst hire in uh, the last decade at Arkansas. Well, I also want to ask you that, too, because I, I don't disagree with you. But now, does, what does this do? Like, does this change anything? I mean, obviously, a win is a win, and you're going to take it. But, like, you're still 3-6. and six. It's like, it's great. But, like, what does this change? Does it change anything at all for Arkansas? Well, it, it, it at least changes a little bit. I mean, like, what's the opposite? 
you lose out, you lose every SEC game, and, and then, you know, you, you really are just in a tough spot, I think. At least winning a couple games down this stretch, if they're not going to make a move with Sam Pittman, they're going to keep him moving forward. I think you, it provides a little, uh, you know, solidifies a little bit of the grounding. It says, look, we have a foundation here. You go hit the recruiting trail hard. You go hit the transfer portal, and you start to look to the future and say, all right, who's our future quarterback? Is, is Rocket coming back, or is he gone? You know, what's all the decisions that head into the offseason looking ahead to 2024 because, uh, look, this is a vital offseason for every SEC team. Just with the, given the situation of Oklahoma and Texas coming in, uh, it does not get easier. I mean, it, it just doesn't. Uh, A&M's going to have a monster decision to make when Jimbo finishes 7-5. and five. Do they pay the massive buyout and go, go headhunting and find a big name to bring in, or do they stick with Jimbo another year? You know, the same thing with, with Arkansas. Are we better with Sam Pittman, or are we better moving on? That's, that's a decision they'll have to make. Um, and then my friend who's a big Oklahoma fan uh, texted me last night, told me they have to pay $30 million to buy out Venable if they, if they want to get rid of him. So it's just, uh, it's just kind of an interesting time because I think everybody across the SEC, no matter how your season ends this year, you're looking ahead to 2024, and you're looking at the daunting task of, hey, we're adding two big dogs to this conference next year, and it's about to get even tougher on everybody. Are we prepared to handle this? What's your opinion on Jimbo and the situation there? Are you um, of the mindset that the buyout is still too big and that he needs more of an opportunity or that it, it could be time? Well, I've been saying it all year that, you know, it's 2023 and Jimbo's still coaching uh, like it's 2009. I mean, it's like all the things that he wants to run on offense and his approach to games and all this. I mean, you cannot win with a game manager or quarterback anymore. The, the times have changed in the SEC. You have to have a good to great quarterback to win. Uh, mediocre doesn't get it done. And Max Johnson's been mediocre. Now, uh, the, that's the one big thing Jimbo will have in his meeting with his bosses is that he can sit down and go, guys, if Connor Wegman doesn't get hurt, keep in mind, Connor Wegman was a top quarterback recruit a year ago. He was a five star. Um, you know, they, they looked really good through those first couple weeks. That's not the loss in Miami, right? But that was more of the defense than the offense. Um, but they were looking really good. And I think if Connor Wegman, you can make a case, and Jimbo will make this case, that if Connor Wegman doesn't get hurt, you know, that they maybe have a chance to, to, to beat Alabama. I mean, you lost that one by six. You lose it at Tennessee by seven. And you lose that, at, you know, at Ole Miss this past week by three. They've been in, outside of the Miami loss, they've been in every other game uh, this season. And I, I think a case could be made if Connor Wegman was still, was still healthy, they win a few of those games, and maybe and I'm sitting here at, you know, I don't know, seven and seven and two or something like that. So, uh, but that's on the Aggie elite to, to decide if they want to pay that that massive buyout, buyout which is still massive, by the way. And uh, and then who you go hire? I mean, you know, I've heard I've heard different names floated out there on who they would go headhunting for, and you know, what one scenario I thought was really funny that that Clemson and, and Dabo decided to just mutually part ways and then Dabo ends up at College Station. I think that would be epic. But it's it's just one of those things like, you know, just because you have a list of big names you like to you'd like to hire doesn't mean you're gonna get them. I mean I look at LSU a year ago or two years ago, they they all the big names they were looking at, Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley turned them down. Lincoln Riley said, No, I'm going to USC. I don't want to go to the U to the SEC where it's uh, super tough to win already. And now, with bringing in Texas and Oklahoma, look, money is one thing. SEC jobs pay better than just about everybody. But I do think there will be some people out there who look at those open positions and say, look, as much as I'd love to go make millions upon millions at A&M, do I really want that state to have to go play in the SEC, uh, a, a loaded SEC with, with Oklahoma and Texas and all these other good teams? So um, I think that is part. Like, I think you will see some open SEC jobs this year and next year that maybe a lot of big names turn down because they go, I don't want to be a part of that. Like, I'd rather stay in the Big 12 or uh, the Big 10 where I just have a little bit of an easier road than going to the SEC. So, Gordy, speaking of LSU, you know, of course, the game that everybody circles each and every year in this conference is Alabama and LSU. They played each other over the weekend, and Alabama got the victory, 42-28, pretty high scoring. And it's funny because I look at Jalen Milrose, like, oh, you know, 219 passing yards, 15 of 23. No touchdowns, though, no picks. But that's okay because he ran for 155 yards and four touchdowns. But Jaden Daniels also had an incredible game. Just what would you make of this matchup and the two great quarterback plays that you had from both guys? And uh, where does this leave Alabama? And where does this also leave LSU moving forward? 
Well, history was stacked against LSU in this one. As good as Jaden Daniels has been and as good as the LSU offense has been, and they were. They were great on on Saturday. I mean, they put up over 500 yards of offense in Tuscaloosa. I don't think, uh, outside of Joe Burrow, I don't know if LSU had ever done that before uh, outside of the 2019 year. But when I throw this stat out at you guys, in the last decade, in the last decade, 10 years, Nick Saban has lost three home games. 2015 to Ole Miss, 2019 LSU, and of course to Texas in week two of this season. The odds that Alabama was going to lose a second home game in the same year was not, again, history was not on LSU's side here. So it's funny, you know, Chris Marler is my buddy who's a big Alabama fan talking trash and all these Alabama fans talking, and I'm going, guys, first off, you were the favorite. Second off, this is what the Nick Saban era has been. He doesn't lose. I mean, he just doesn't. It's, it's, it's the reason why you guys uh, go ballistic on the message board when you lose two games in a year because you're not used to losing. Saban just doesn't lose. And uh, on Saturday, look, LSU's defense has been historically bad this year, and that house is going to be fired. You know, last year at LSU, Brian Kelly had epic – he was epically bad on special teams. I mean, they had blocked field goals, punt returns, fumbled punt returns. I mean, just – Everything that could go wrong in special teams went wrong for Brian Kelly and LSU last year, and they made a coaching change. And special teams have been much better this year. But now they have a defensive problem, and that house has been god-awful. When you give up 700 yards of offense to Ole Miss, when you give up 500 yards of offense at, at Mizzou, you give up 500 yards of offense at Alabama. Dude, if LSU's defense was just average, if it was just average, they win that game at Tuscaloosa on Saturday. Uh, it, they have an epically great offense. This is, you know, it, it's right there on par with the year where they had Joe Burrow and, and went undefeated and won the national championship. But what did they have that year? They had Dave Aranda, who was actually a competent defensive coordinator. This year, Matt House has been trash, garbage. I mean, put him in, put him in the same boat as uh, as Chad Morris. I mean, that's how bad this defense is. It's been just historically bad, and it's a damn shame because they have wasted the talent that Jaden Daniels is. The fact that this kid is one of the leading uh, passers in all of college football and he has three losses, it's not on the offense. It's on the defense. And if any if any defensive coach with a brain was watching that game on Saturday, they would have said, hey, we got we got to take away Jalen Milrow. We can't let him keep killing us with his feet. And they kept coming at him, averaging, what, eight, almost eight yards a carry every time Milrow tucked it and ran it? Um, yeah, it, that, that's what happened. And so, yeah, I mean, and look, my, the onus is not on LSU. It's not on the players. To me, it's on the coaching that, that, that failed them, and I expect LSU will make a, a hiring change uh, on the defensive side of the football this offseason. For Alabama, and, of course, referencing playing the LSU defense, so a lot of teams look good against them, but for Bama, right. what, what do you point to to say this is the reason why their offense has looked a lot better here in, in the last few weeks? We know the defense has been carrying them most of the season, but the offense seems to be in a better flow now also. Yeah, and and, it's, and part of it is Milrose maturing, and he's developing as a as a quarterback and making smart decisions. I, I thought on Saturday he didn't he didn't make the big mistake. I mean, what have we seen from him all season long? He he struggles and throws a bad pick or throws a, or, or fumbles a ball when he gets sacked. And uh, you know, he's Alabama's the most sacked team in the SEC, or they were at least coming into this past week. LSU sacked him twice. I mean, it, it was not they didn't disrupt enough, and Milrose did a fantastic job of taking care of the football. There was one pass that he threw into double coverage that if if uh, one of those LSU DBs gets their head turned around, would have had an opportunity. I, I think at that point, LSU was up seven. And it was a moment where I went, my God, if LSU pick, picks off Milrow right there, boom, there's the big mistake from Milrow. And if LSU goes down and scores, they go off 14, maybe that game plays out differently. But again, Milrow didn't make the big mistake. He, he, uh, he took care of the football. And if he keeps playing like this, yeah, Alabama's going to be right there. They're going to have a chance to to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game and maybe get into the playoffs uh, when everybody wrote them off a few weeks ago. But I will say, going to Kentucky this Saturday is not going to be a, a walk in the park. Kentucky is, is – they look much better this past week. I get it was Mississippi State. But Kentucky's defense, when they're on, they can give you problems. And, and it's a road game. And Milrow is – you know, they, they've had times where he hasn't looked great on the road. So let's see what Kentucky does this weekend. And I'm – I'm going to throw this one out there, too. Auburn's looked better these last couple weeks. They're running the football with Jarquez Hunter. Peyton Thorne's looking a little bit better. If Peyton Thorne keeps improving and, and gets better, 
who knows, man? The Iron Bowl, crazy things happen in that Iron Bowl. So, uh, unfortunately, if Alabama beats Kentucky, though, I believe you know that even with an, an SEC loss in the Iron Bowl, they would still win the West over Ole Miss with, because they have the head-to-head. So, uh, we'll see what happens. But, hey, look, I, can this Alabama team still trip up and lose the game? Absolutely. Just because you beat LSU does not mean you're going to run the table and, and get into the playoffs. Speak with Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 and the Locked On SEC podcast here on Out of Bounds. Well, Gordy, talk about the other team in the East, Georgia. They were able to beat Missouri 30-21. to uh, Big defensive play. We saw a big man score a touchdown, which is always a lot of fun. But now Georgia, it seems like they've been in full control of the schedule people talked about and critical and how it's been. But now you got Ole Miss, who's coming to town, and then you still have to go on the road to Tennessee. Uh, Georgia, do you feel like they went out, still the best team, still able to take care of business, or do you think that maybe Tennessee and Ole, or Ole Miss or both ends up getting the Bulldogs? Yeah, I, I think they can. I mean, I kept looking at saying that that three-week stretch of playing Mizzou, Ole Miss, Tennessee was going to be the toughest stretch for Georgia. And credit Mizzou, man. Brought up Brady Cook. He played as well as he could. Cody Schrader ran the ball well. And Eli Drinkwitz, I thought, had a great game plan. They just messed up. They made Brady Cook made that one bad pass in the fourth quarter that Nazir Stackhouse intercepts, and boom, they go and get a field goal, and suddenly a six-point deficit turns into a nine-point deficit, and that was it. They, they just weren't going to come back from that. But credit Mizzou, they, you know, hostile environment in Athens, played their butts off. If that game is in Columbia, Missouri, I think Georgia probably, you know, they might lose that game. But this is just who Georgia is this year. I mean, they, they're not the big, bad, dominant force we're used to, but they're still pretty damn good, man. And, and they still... You know, every week you play with fire, you keep coming out with a victory. Um, I do think they will beat Ole Miss this weekend. The game in Tennessee will be very interesting because Tennessee's run attack has been so, so good. I mean, they're not just tops in the SEC. They're number three in the country in running the football. It's amazing how that team went from being one of the best passing teams in the country to one of the best running teams in just one year transition. But that will be an interesting one. But I think, you know, look how the tiebreakers, that up here. I mean, everybody else in the East already has two losses. So, you know, Georgia could lose in in, uh, in Knoxville, and it won't mean much. They're still going to go to the SEC title game, but the danger scenario there, guys, is what happens if it's one loss Georgia versus one loss Alabama in the SEC championship game. Whoever wins that game, you think would get into the, co- into the playoff automatically, but what if Texas is sitting there, you know, as a Big 12 champ with one loss? What if Washington is unscathed, undefeated as a Pac-12 champ and one of either Ohio State or Michigan is undefeated out of the Big Ten, it's going to get really interesting to see what the college football playoff committee decides to do there on on who gets in and who doesn't. And there is a real scenario where the SEC could get left out this year. I know a lot of people got SEC fatigue. I think there's a real scenario where, you know, one lost Bama or one lost Georgia could get left out if some other teams are, are ahead of them. How about a scenario where Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, Georgia goes in there undefeated, and then they come out with one loss. As a back-to-back champion, you would think that there would be some some kind of, you know, olive branch extended to them where it's like we can't leave them out at this point because they are the back-to-back champs and they deserve a spot in the college football playoff. Yeah, but this is where we really have to reset our brains say it's a year-to-year week. We can't do carryover. We can't say just because Georgia's, you know, they're, they're back-to-back champs, so they deserve a third shot. No, you got to look at body of work. Now, I still think Michigan's schedule is an absolute joke. I think even if they beat Ohio State, they should get dinged for not scheduling anybody, but keep in mind, Georgia hasn't really played anybody either. I mean, they're not conference. Remember, they were supposed to open with Oklahoma, but the SEC made them drop that game because they said, well, Oklahoma's coming to the conference anyway, so we don't want to start at home and home with them. Uh, but Georgia's non-conference schedule was weak as hell, too. So you're going to get some really, really interesting arguments if that scenario plays out like you said. But how does it look, right? I mean, if Georgia's undefeated and they lose on a field goal to Bama in the SEC title game, I think right there, benefit of the doubt, you give it to Georgia and you put them in. But I can't do. I can't go. If I'm on the playoff committee, I can't go into those meetings going, "Well, look, Georgia's, you know, they're, they're going for a three-peat. They've won the last two championships. You got to erase that from your memory." It, 2023 is about what you did in 2023, and to me, in my mind, I don't know why Florida State is behind Michigan. Florida State's got a much better resume of wins right now than Michigan does. And yet, I keep looking at these polls, and they got Michigan two and Florida State four. It just makes no sense to me. 
Chris, I know uh, we talk college football, but man, how about those Houston Texans? I know you had to beat my my, my boy Baker, and uh, well, what an exciting game! And also, when you see a rookie in C.J. Stroud, 470 yards, five touchdowns, and no picks, another walk in the park. Just sure, people are really excited about all the potential in the future down there in Houston. Yeah, this, this is a franchise that waited a long time for a franchise quarterback. I mean, they went through the years of of David Carr. Uh, Matt Schaub, and just mediocre to, to average quarterback play. And then they finally had a, what they thought was a superstar, Deshaun Watson. And then, you know, 32 uh, cases of uh, inappropriate massages and demanding a trade and all this. They, they move on from him. And the people here in Houston just thought, we're, God, are we going to have to wait another 20 years for our next franchise quarterback? And lo and behold, uh, they loved Bryce Young. They were hoping to get the number one pick and get Bryce Young. They wind up with the number two pick, and they take C.J. Stroud of Ohio State. And i got to say, C.J. has been light years better than I thought he would be, than a lot of people expected. He has been outstanding. He's everything you want in a leader. On the field, he looks like a vet who's been playing two, three years. He never gets rattled. And, again, he just says all the right things. And yesterday we saw a perfect example of him taking the team right down the field. The defense just gave up a go-ahead score. And, you know, with under a minute to go, and you're going, oh, my God, what a terrible home loss. And C.J. just takes him right down the field and scores. And it was it was amazing. It was outstanding. And right now, he is looking like the prize quarterback of this draft class. Uh, definitely the driver's seat for offensive rookie of the year. I think he's better than uh, Nakua with the Rams and, uh, and Jordan Addison with the Vikings right now. Uh, Bijan Robinson, you know, at Atlanta. I, I think nobody's played better through the first uh, half of the season than C.J. Stroud. So, We'll see if he can keep repeating it, and we'll see how many wins the Texans can get here. Because, look, the Colts, the Titans, and the Jaguars, this is still a winnable division for them. So we'll see. But, man, uh, I look like a big dummy uh, on my fantasy team yesterday with C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell sitting right there on my bench. Hmm. Uh, about 70 fantasy points just sitting there staring me in the eyes. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big dummy for not starting either of those guys yesterday. Hey, you'll take the win nonetheless. All right, Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790. Enjoyed it at always, Gordy. Uh, had a great week, man. We'll catch up with you soon, okay? All right, guys. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's see if the Hawks can keep winning here. <laughs> Auburn, you can do this. Let's go. There you go. Appreciate it. More Out of Bounds coming up. Zone brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Headed to the hill, take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Elia's in Moralton. Sports Center. The Razorbacks finally got the Gator off their back as they beat Florida in the Swamp for the first time ever on Saturday, winning 39-36 in overtime. It was the first game without Dan Enos at offensive coordinator. The Kenny Guyton-led offense had a season-high 481 total yards. 226 of those yards coming on the ground where Arkansas had struggled mightily. They had amassed just 227 yards on the ground in the past four games combined. Rocket Sanders returned to action in the game and rushed for 101 yards on 5.7 yards per carry. This was the first Arkansas win since September 9th when Arkansas beat Kent State 28-6. They'll try to make it two in a row when they host Auburn this Saturday. Kickoff is set for 3 p.m. Coverage can be heard on The Buzz. I'm Christian Weaver with The Buzz Radio Network. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See Shelter Agent Monica Reiners in North Little Rock, Larissa Callie in Bryant, or Chris Allen in Stuttgart. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. So have you been living life with pain and you keep saying, well, I'm going to go to the doctor, but I really don't want to do the surgery and I don't want to be on pain meds forever. Well, I have an option for you. It's called QC Kinetics. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I just had a buddy the other day that came up to me and he said, hey, look, I keep hearing your ads. I'm going to give them a try. 
What's the number? I'm going to tell you right now. 501-222-8440. Look, there is absolutely no reason that you need to keep living with all this joint pain. If you've got hip pain, back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, you owe it to yourself to go by for this free consultation to QC Kinetics. There's people all over Central Arkansas that are using QC Kinetics right now, and it's changing their life. It's giving them their life back. They use properties from your own body to heal your body. So there's no surgery, no downtime, and especially no drugs. Give them a call today for that free consultation, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Of course, you have many options when it comes to great dining options downtown, but there's only one, Dizzy's Gypsy Bistro, still offering a wide selection of all your favorite special craft cocktails, including beer and wine, and a menu featuring gourmet salads and delicious pastas. And Dizzy's is also the multiple-time winner of the World Cheese Dip Competition. With a dog-friendly patio, a funky eclectic atmosphere, and room for large parties with reservations, Dizzy's will have you coming back again and again. Since 1995, Dizzy's Gypsy Bistro, Dizzy's LR.com. At Arvest Bank, we're ready to help you tie down a great rate without getting tied down. With Arvest's 14-month Rate Boost CD, you get a guaranteed rate of 5.25 annual percentage yield that starts earning interest on day one. Plus, unexpected flexibility to fit your needs. Even better, you can request a one-time boost if rates go higher. Now that's helpful. Open an account today at rvest.com slash flexible savings or at any of our 200 plus locations. Member FDIC, $1,000 minimum to open. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Trips left. That's into the open side of the field. Got a new running back in the game. They throw it short and it's intercepted. Inside the 25. That's going to be a touchdown. Arkansas picks it off. That is Antonio Greer. Transfer from South Florida. First action of the season into the end zone. Hogs are on the board. On 103.7 The Buzz. Time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Great drink specials during happy hour. Apps for $2, 4 and $6. Twin Peaks has plenty of seating inside and out. Wall-to-wall TVs to see all the sports action. Jets and Chargers tonight for Monday Night Football. And you can catch all the sports action at Twin Peaks. There's college football, NFL, NBA, college basketball is getting started. There's some college basketball games going on right now. So uh, Twin Peaks is always the best place to watch any kind of sporting events. The NBA in-season tournament picks up again on Friday. It's going to be played 
on Tuesdays and Fridays through the month of November. And then there's going to be quarterfinals, semifinal, and championships who begin the month of December. Coming up for Veterans Day on Saturday at Twin Peaks, veterans will have a chance to eat for free from a select menu. And there are certain things on the menu like cheeseburger, chicken tenders, and fries. And that'll be for lunch from 11 to 3. Also, you can donate to Tunnel to Towers through the month of November. And if you donate $5, you receive $5 back that you're able to to get and uh, spend at Twin Peaks through the month of December. So donate 5 and you'll get 5 returned for you uh, through the month of December. Also, on, uh, on Veterans Day, November 11th, there's UFC 295 coming up. So a lot of things going on month of November there at Twin Peaks. And for Cowboys fans, you can still register and win a Cowboys jersey throughout the season as uh, NFL season continues to go on. So a lot going on at Twin Peaks. It's Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, any views. It is a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. Appreciate Chris Gordy joining us in the previous segment. Talking about all things uh, in college football and a little NFL action. We know with a weekend like we had, there's always a lot of highlights and a lot of lowlights. So let's go ahead and jump into the best and worst of the weekend. It was the best of times. In your life have you seen anything like that? It was the worst of times. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. Third down. It's time for the best and worst of the weekend on Out of Bounds. All right, for best and worst of the weekend, I want to go ahead and start off and give a shout-out to Josh Dobbs. I couldn't imagine the situation of uh, what he had to roll into with the Minnesota Vikings. Hadn't taken any snaps with the Vikings. Not in practices, nothing like that. Didn't even know his teammates' names. Didn't know anything. Just got thrown into the mix, and after an injury to... Their starter, he'd say, all right, well, Dobbs, you, uh, you're you up, man. Good luck. Couldn't imagine the type of pressure and the type of uh, situation to find himself in. He was even on the sidelines teaching uh, at the center, I guess, cadence and whatnot to make sure they're on the same page before going into the game. And what he was able to do for the Vikings was just a, an absolutely awesome story. Uh, coming in, getting it done offensively, especially with all the injuries that's happened to the Minnesota Vikings. And Josh Dobbs is a guy who's been – of course, uh, in the NFL for quite some time. But for him to not only step in and win the game, but to go for 158 yards through the air, two touchdowns, and also be the leading rusher with seven carries and 66 yards and a touchdown. You don't see those types of games happen very often. Cool moment, cool story. Good thing for Josh Dobbs, good thing for the Vikings. So that was definitely one of the best of the weekend for me. Best of the Texans. They had a lot going on in their win versus the Bucks. Their kicker went down, so... Uh, a lot of times when they got past the 50-yard line, they would go for it on fourth down. Anytime they scored, they went for two. But running back Daria Gumawale, he stepped in for kickoffs, and then he even attempted a field goal where he made it, a 29-yard field goal. And uh, Gumawale, his sister may be more known than he is. She's a WNBA star. But also C.J. Stroud, the incredible passing performance, 470 yards, set the rookie record, and he had five touchdowns. And the Texans also had three players that were in the top five. Now, of course, the week continues on with tonight with Monday Night Football. But so far, they have five players when receiving yards in the top five. They have three players that are there, Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz, and Tank Dell, all within that top five receiving yards for the week. Noah Brown, 153, Dalton Schultz, 130, and Tank Dell, 114. And all of those guys scored touchdowns, including Tank Dell scoring the game-winning touchdown, had two big catches on that final drive where they had 46 seconds left and they drove down the field, scored a touchdown, won the game. So an awesome moment to hear another best of the weekend for me was uh, Washington and the, the college football team, the Huskies, when they were able to beat USC and a defensive lineman for Washington, I'm trying to pronounce his name right, Zion Tapola Fatui. And he was interviewed after the game, which of course was a very big win for him, but also very emotional for him because he announced uh, earlier this week, earlier this past week, that his father had passed away. And he was somebody that's uh, obviously very close and it was very emotional for him. But uh, right after the game, he had a, a quick interview and a, and a quick message 
via the uh, Washington social media. And just uh, here's what he had to say and all the emotions going through him after that big win. Obviously an emotional night for you. You lost your dad last week. We know you love him. Tell me what this meant to you. Yeah, you know, I just... um, this week was really hard, but uh, I knew my dad wanted me to play. You know, he loves this game. He loves you, Doug. So. And uh, I know I'd just be doing him wrong if I didn't play. But uh, I think when I was able to play good in his memory, oh, man, that was him playing through me, you know. I mean, the beginning of the game, I don't even know if I wanted to play, to be honest. I'm here for my brothers, but I'm glad I was glad I was able to play a good game, bro. You played great. Go get it, man. Congratulations, brother. You, man. So just a very emotional time, and can't imagine what that was like for him. But uh, to see that, and, you know, that's... When it all comes down to it, that's what sports are all about. It's just, uh, you know, the, the family and the, the atmosphere and the, the emotions. But uh, for, for that to, to happen to him was just an awesome and really cool moment. Colts corner, Kenny Moore. He gets a best as he had two pick sixes in the win versus the Panthers, 27-13. And uh, on that first pick six he had, you could see him point to a section in the stadium. He has, His sisters were there. He's the youngest of seven kids, and he has six older sisters. They weren't all there, but a lot of his family was there to witness the moment. So that it was a great moment when he got that first pick six, and, and he pointed to them. But then he got a second one in the game, and it's rare that, that you see pick sixes have, happen in a game, and he was able to get two of them. I'm saying getting one would be incredible, but getting two, yeah, would definitely be uh, outstanding. And, and another, I'll do the worst of the weekend. And just I'm not trying to blame anything specific, but just some of the officiating gaffes that continue to happen. I, I, I'm not saying this one was a bad one, but the whole thing with Josh Allen pointing, I know it's a rule. I didn't like it. I, I didn't like the penalty in that case. Can't do it. He got penalized. That's one thing. But seeing some of the calls that were for roughing the passer that happened in, in the NFL and also in college even, it's just, I get it. Protection of the players are most important. But when you're taken away from the game itself, and you know, seeing a tackle that looks the most routine, fundamentally sound tackle you could ever see in football get flagged for roughing the passer, it just is really frustrating. It can change the entire game. It changes outcomes. It changes players. and changes their uh, way of life even and how they approach the game. So just I really hate it how it sometimes it becomes about that. And uh, I know it's never going to be perfect, but the, the roughing the passer stuff is the ones that really get me where I get you want to protect them, but... Still let them play football. That's what they're signing up for. That's what they're getting paid to do. Let them go out there and let them play the game that it was intended. Best to NBA in-season tournament. There's a different feel to it, and it gets not only the fans excited this time of the year for basketball because we know that the season begins and there's some excitement there. A little bit of drop-off, and then coming around on Christmas Day, the excitement picks up again. But with this in-season tournament, there's a little bit more excitement and just a different feel altogether. Just seeing some of the courts and the way that they were designed and even the uniforms that some of the teams were wearing, it's just uh, it's a difference and just a lot more excitement for the NBA. You can tell that there's some emphasis and gets the fans excited about it, but even the players and the teams, you can just tell that they're really into it. Another worst of the weekend was the Texas A&M defensive lineman, Shamar Turner, against Ole Miss, where he's caught on video, got ejected for hitting somebody right into the groin. Uh, just like, I mean, rearing back, punching. There was no non-intentional. It was 100% intentional. If we suspend people and eject people or whatever for uh, – suspend people for the next half for targeting, I think he should be suspended once again because there's just certain places that there's – actually, there's no place for that in any game, but that was a really bad one over the weekend. Worst of the Dolphins in a game, they uh, had a couple of plays where you had one and – there was a miscommunication with Tua and uh, Jalen Waddle, and there um, there was an overthrown, or it was uh, Wilson actually, but there was an overthrown ball or underthrown where Wilson kept running, and Tua thought he was going to stop, and they were going to back shoulder. But with him running, he was in the open, so if he catches the ball, he's going to score a touchdown. They would have had a chance to tie the game. And then the last play of the game, there's a fumble snap, and it's on fourth down, and that pretty much ended the game. Change, excuse me, changes everything in that way. But, hey, there's, that's what makes these weeks so fun of football is we get to laugh at the bad things and get to have fun with the good things. But that's what's best and the worst of the weekend is all about. We'll take a break and come back with your Razor Hog update here on Out of Bounds. Stay with us. Enjoy happy hour at Twin Peaks every Monday through Friday from 2 to 7 with sweet deals like dollar off all wine, liquor, cheap shots, and freezing cold 29-degree draft brews. Feeling snacky? They also have $2 chips and salsa 
$4 fried pickles, chips and queso, or mozzarella cheese bites. $6 triple plays, quesadillas, or six boneless wings. Who says booze is the only thing that makes us happy? Score these two good deals Monday through Friday, 2 to 7, and again, late night at Twin Peaks. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Double B's is a growing Arkansas company with 34 locations in our state. Small local businesses are the largest employers nationally and create two out of every three new jobs. Buying locally at Double B's means creating more opportunities for local residents to work in our communities. When dollars are spent locally, they are respent locally, paying more salaries and building the local tax base. You want to keep Arkansas thriving and unique? Support an Arkansas-owned business like Double B's which helps define our community's self-image and creates Arkansas pride for our Kansans. Double B's is of Arkansas and for Arkansas. Double B's, it's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. I am obsessed with Ulta Beauty's early Black Friday sale because I can find up to 40% off my beauty favorites each week. Shop deals like Tarte Shape Tape Concealer at 30% off. I'll also be gifting myself. And $15 cleansers from brands like Tulin Philosophy. Plus, up to 40% off select hair tools like the Revlon One Step Blow Dryer. Find the gifts that bring joy to everyone on your list this holiday, especially the gift you give yourself. Hurry in store or place your online pickup order today. Ulta Beauty, the possibility possibilities are beautiful. At Simply Safe Home Security, your safety is the only thing that matters. That's why you get 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Because every home deserves to be protected. Right now, get 50% off the whole home security system named the best of 2023 by U.S. News and World Report. Visit simplysafe.com slash radio to save big today. Advanced Home Security, 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment, get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Hey folks, Trey Johnson here with HJ Trailer Sales in Hot Springs. And I want to thank all our customers for making HJ Trailer Sales the number one trailer and truck bed dealer in the state of Arkansas. With fall almost here and everyone heading to the woods, I want to let you know that we're here to keep your trailers on the road with a great repair shop. So come see us at HJ Trailer Sales where we make you the priority and where you will also find that we keep our word. We're family owned and operated. Check us out at hjtrailersales.com or on Facebook. Johnston's Home Center presents Andrew Chambly when he joins Randy and Rick on Drive Time Sports every Tuesday through football season. Johnston's Home Center. If you can't find it at Johnston's Home Center, you probably don't need it. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Long count by Jefferson. Gives it right side green angles right got a hole across midfield aj at the 40 down the sidelines at the 30 he's got a chance to go he's gonna get into the end zone touchdown arkansas 55 yards for aj green they had a chance to trip him upside the 10 or trip him up just inside the 10 they couldn't do it and green is into the end zone for his first touchdown of the season on 1037 the buzz Out of bounds, 
folks. And I got to tell you about Guatney Chevrolet. Still having amazing deals right now that you have to take advantage of there in Jacksonville. The weather is beautiful today, which I was laughing about it. Uh, I saw that, uh, I guess it was, I should look it up before I said it. But anyways, one of our local, fine local weather people here in the Central Arkansas area said that today was the uh, warmest day on a November 6th day in history if you take into account a year ago because a year ago is apparently the same weather but still really warm outside but it is going to start getting cooler so get over to guadney chevrolet and get you one of those nice brand new chevy chevrolet silverados to be able to do all all of the business that you need to do in the fall and winter months like for instance if you're going to be going hunting which i know a lot of you do need you a nice new truck to be able to haul around all your equipment or maybe you still got some tailgating you want to do for Razor Rec football coming up this weekend. I know I'm going to be there. It's our gumbo tailgate in Lot 44. So come on by and say what's up, and you'll be seeing some Chevrolet trucks right there posted up because they are the best vehicles to go tailgating in, and they have plenty of inventory on them right now. Still also with the 2024 Chevy Equinoxes, less than 3% APR for qualified buyers and plenty of inventory. So go see our people over there at Guadney Chevrolet. They have award-winning sales staff. That's going to take care of you. They're going to make sure they get you in all the vehicle that you need and that you want and that you can afford. I promise you will not be disappointed. So head to Grotty Chevrolet there in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit, 1301 TPY Drive. You can also shop them online at GrotnyChevrolet.com. There's a reason why they're Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, because they do it the best. So check them out today, GrotnyChevrolet.com and Grotny Chevrolet. Uh, we'll get to your Razor Hog update. Get to you from Sam Pittman after the game. Uh, on Saturday against Florida and taking care of business and winning that one. And uh, Next uh, in the show, on the other side of the break, we'll be having L. Ellis, Razorback Guard, joining us thanks to Matt Black Allstate Insurance. Looking forward to that. He'll be joining us each and every week, so I uh, can't wait to have that. And uh, I was trying to think, I think it's yeah, later this month on November 27th is when we're going to have Coach Z, Matt, uh, Matt Zimmerman, joining us here on Out of Bounds every Tuesday thanks to Telco Federal Credit Union. And rumor has it, that we're also going to have Joe Lenardi joining us here very soon, each and every week, probably starting once conference play hits, but looking forward to having uh, Joey Brackets uh, each and every week here on Out of Bounds, talking to him about uh, the NCAA tournament. So it's just amazing how basketball season, you know, people are fired up for football, still in football mode, of course, but basketball season, there's a lot of excitement surrounding it where people like love to hear about it, no matter if it's just against Alcorn State or against conference teams. They're going to love to hear about it. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, it all gets started tonight against Alcorn as far as the games counting. Yes, yes. That Purdue game, remember folks, did not count, does not get put in the net rankings. It's great to feel good about it, but this is when it's going to start counting, so we'll wait to see how it plays out. And you can listen to it right here on The Buzz, 103.7 The Buzz, tonight. Arkansas and Alcorn State, uh, I think it's tipping off at 7. So pregame show will start at 6.30, and uh, if you want to watch it on TV, it's on SEC Network Plus. But, hey, we can just go ahead and listen to – I guess it's going to be Chuck Barrett. I think so. He'll be he'll be doing the game tonight, I assume. Should be. Yeah, I don't think – I don't see any other conflict as to why. But, uh, yeah, have that game tonight, and then another game on Friday, and then Razorback football on Saturday. So going to be loaded when it comes to Razorback sports. But since uh, we are talking about it, let's go ahead and we'll go to your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds. Presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union. Where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog Update, Sam Pittman after the big victory against Florida on the road. Talking about Kenny Guyton, the offense coordinator, moved to the offense coordinator position and how... He brings out the best in all the players. A good coach gets his kids to play better than what they are. Not as good as they are, better than what they are. And a lot of coaches have that ability to do that, and some don't. But Kenny's one of those guys that has that ability to kids want to play. They they respect him, so they want to do well. And uh, you could feel it all week. I didn't know if we was going to win or not, but... On Wednesday, I felt like we were because of fastball starts. I thought that the offense looked really good. 
and I'll go down to the defense and Deke Adams, uh, Andy, and the D-line and the scout team offensive line are knocking heads and getting a lot done. And I walked away and I go, I think we're going to win. I just had that feeling. But um, he did just a belief in him. And, you know, he's got a little swag to him and a lot of charisma to him. And, and the kids believe in him. Also, Sam Pittman uh, was talking about how they needed to buy into all the plans that the coaching staff was putting in place for him. Isn't that something? We're 3-0 and in bye weeks. We haven't been beating a bowl. Um, we stress that to our kids that we have the formula, the remedy, the whatever for bye weeks and for long, lengthy. We've lost one game, you know, in the beginning uh, of the season. And have played Cincinnati, you know, some good teams as well. So we sold that this week, and they they bought into it as well. And then with the change at OC, uh, they bought into that too. So give the kids and the coaches all the credit. But um, as good a win as I've been a part of ever, to be honest with you. K.J. Jefferson also met with the media and talked about just how much this team needed this win. Great team effort. I mean, we battled the whole game. We fought. Uh, we came close as a team. Uh, offense guy was cheering defense guys on, talking to them. Defense came down there to us, talking to us, make sure that we're keeping our head on straight, make sure we're not getting too high, too low, staying even kill. So it was a great all team effort, and special teams too as well. KJ also knows that his team has not quit fighting, especially with all the adversity that they've hit so far this year. Uh, it was a big deal. Like he always tells us, uh, it's two type of people, one that quit and one that fight. And we always want to be the one that's fight. And uh, our backs were against the wall. And the only thing you can do is come out swinging. And that's what we did. We stuck together. We kept fighting. And we battled. Rocket Sanders was back and a big part of the offense once again, but I don't think anybody understood that or was more appreciative than K.J. Jefferson having Rocket Sanders back in the lineup. It was really good out there. I mean, we was out there joking and playing out there on the field, uh, but it was great having him back. Uh, he knocked the rust off a little bit this game, and uh, I think he said over 100. Over 100, so that's even better uh, for him, and proud of him and the way he's handled everything going into this week, and also him being out, he still was a leader and make sure those guys was uh, looking up to him. He was asking questions as well. And finally, Rocket Sanders also met with the media and said that he is feeling like his old self once again. Definitely say uh, the process of it was a mind thing as well with it. You know, um, of course I was hurting, but it was a mind thing, you know, just trusting and stuff, you know. So with that tempo, I definitely say I trust it way more and, you know, feel way better than what I was two, three weeks ago. Razorback football will be taking on Auburn at 3 p.m., kicking off on Saturday. They also will have FIU up in Fayetteville 630 on the next Saturday night, that's officially been announced. It'll be on ESP or ESPNU will be uh, that game. And uh, looking forward to that. Again, Razorback basketball tonight, and we'll have a recap and coverage of that tomorrow on the show. But that is your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. When we take a commercial break, we come back. Going to talk with Razorback guard L. Ellis. Thanks to Matt Black Allstate Insurance. What he thinks about the upcoming game and where they're at after moving forward from the Purdue exhibition game. We'll get to that and a lot more in the third hour of Out of Bounds, coming up next. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in Central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. And he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe and a basement full of 